Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show on Liberty Station, where we are fighting hard to be a threat to the Great Reset. And uh, today I have a special friend on, and uh, I love this man. I got to have dinner with him the night before he preached at our church here at Godspeak, and the very next day he delivered an amazing sermon. I think he had to do it three times, because we have three services, and uh it was a sermon that I absolutely loved, but also my wife and daughters, who are incredibly discriminating on what they approve of from the pulpit, absolutely loved his message, and my wife said it was one of the best she's ever heard. Although if you close your eyes, he sounds a little bit like Greg Glory. We have Pastor Greg Denham from San Marcos Rise Church. Yeah. How are you, brother? So honored to be with you, and uh, I remember that dinner, and I also remember your extraordinary, beautiful family, and um, hey, thank God for godly daughters, right, and godly Amen. wives, because the Lord has blessed both of us with such, and it's just great to be with you, Bryce. Looking forward to our time together. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, in fact, uh, let's uh, let's hit on that a little bit, because, you know, my, my daughters, just in the last year, you know, they... Um, I mean, they became, you know, women, of course, so quickly. You know, they're now, my oldest two are um, uh, 19, 18, and then my youngest is 14. And it feels like overnight they went from little girls to grown women, and now they our entire rhythm of our house has changed because they've got jobs, they're getting after it in life, they they teach music, they, they you know, perform regularly and, and also get paid for that, and then they've got regular jobs, and, and it has been... Um, bittersweet um and and just a just such a a wild change i mean I, you know again the only way i can describe it is a wild uh disruption in the rhythm of our house it's a beautiful thing but uh but man all of a sudden it's like a whole era for me is is uh is passing you know it's 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 uh it's odd Hey, listen, it's intense. I um, I thank God for, of course, for all of our children. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Lord bless us with an ex- exceptional firstborn son that, are, that I call our firstborn daughter, then a son, and then my baby girl, Lily Grace, uh, boy, girl, boy, girl. But I just, and, and then, and as I was mentioning earlier, you know, now we have six grandchildren, two of which wow. are, are beautiful females, granddaughters. I just have to say, the, the girls are extra, extra special. And for me, Bryce, actually, both our girls, yeah, you know, working and serving the Lord and love Jesus Christ, but they've come back just for a little season into the home. And I'm like, hey, this is exactly where I would love, love, love them to be. And uh, of course, they're getting uh, getting ready, I, I, I trust, in the near future to find their, their husbands. And we're praying for that. Yeah, well, I, you know, I have a feeling, um, you know, I'm I'm networking for husbands for my daughters, <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that's the, the one of the main reasons I've, uh, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing here and with Turning Point and PragerU and all that stuff because there's some, you know, amazing young men out there that are conservative and Christian, and and uh, you know, I, I've got my eyes peeled. So yeah, now I'm, yeah, I'm not going to tell them. 
I'm not going to tell them that I'm going to arrange any of these marriages. I'm just going to create <laughs> what I'm calling orbital collisions, and uh, yeah, and see if uh, if God if God blesses these uh, these opportunities. Um, but I I was talking with a friend of mine the other day that that was going, yeah, man, I can you know do not want to you know be a, a grandparent too early or anything like that. And I have a feeling that my girls will, um, because they're serious minded, will be getting yeah. married early. And, and I think that that's the right thing to do if you are um, in the right place in life with, uh, with the Lord. If you know what you are looking for and you have identified, and my, and my advice for any young people out there uh, who are believers is to write down in great detail what it is that's important to you, you know, of course, starting with, you know, fellow believer and, and all of those details. And, and yes, you want to be attracted to them and all the physical stuff, you know, needs to be there too. Although I think that that is, you know, less important than uh, and almost anything else. Um, but then also write down and think through some of the things that you believe would be a compliment to your personality. You know, yeah. what do you think, not what you want, but what do you think you need and and what yeah. are those characteristics and you know and, and attitudes and stuff like that that you believe you need because if you do that i believe you will recognize that person number 1 right when you meet them you'll be like oh this is fitting and then number 2 i think you'll um you will it'll be tougher for you to ignore the red flags and the areas and things where where it's not right um, and then, you know, next thing is, you know, stay away from each other as far as you can physically for as long as you can. And, um, you know, we have a, a friend here at the church who's dating a girl in Phoenix, and um, and he and I were talking about how valuable that is, that they are getting to know one another um, over three- and four-hour conversations before, you know, that, that physical attraction overcomes them. And yeah. uh, and before that physical attraction overcomes you, get married. And, you yeah. know, don't do these dumb, you know, three- and four-year dating and waiting and contemplating and waiting for your uh, life to get in order and, well, we're not financially ready. No, you will rise to the occasion, young men. You will, yeah, you yeah, will make yeah. it happen. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just have to add because of... As I mentioned, I have two sons and two daughters, but I would often say to my sons when they were dating, you know, let's identify what love looks like, because the Bible tells us in Ephesians Amen. chapter five, there's two main influences of love. One is love cherishes, which carries the idea it protects. So it's like, um, and I and I say this to my daughters, how do you know if this man loves you. He's going to protect you physically. He's going to protect you mentally. He's going to protect you emotionally, your vital interests and, and also values. Uh, he's going to nurture you. The Bible says that love nurtures or builds up. So it's like, I would say, you know, find the right person, be the right person. Romans chapter 12, focusing on that. And look, you want to find someone that loves Jesus. They know what their North Star is. It's the Lord Jesus. Amen. They have right allegiance in their life because if they have that, it's like almost like a fixed access. Look, if if you love someone, you're you're going to protect them and you're going to be an influence that builds them up. And one of the ways that we know a relationship is good is if you're walking away from it, you're closer to to Jesus than you were before. In other words, you're built up in yeah. your faith. That is critical 
So that's important for a guy to know. Obviously, it's important for a, for a female to know as well. Yeah, no, that's perfect, and that's exactly why I have pastors on this show from time to time, because uh, you bring that that wisdom. The other thing um, I'll, I'll add to that is the the writing down and being clear on, on what it is um, is also important, because you then have to ask the question, okay, who do I need to be that that person would be attracted and want to be with me? Exactly right. Well said. Yeah, I mean, we can come up with a list, right? And uh, Yeah. Ultimately, if you're thinking, well, I, I'm looking for someone of, of great godly character. I mean, it's like I, I fell in love with my precious bride. She's my best friend. She's the love of my life. She's my soulmate. Been married to her for 35 years. Uh, but kind of to your point about friends, man, I, I just, you know, grew in such a deep, beautiful friendship with her. And, um, you know, I, I was attracted to her, but but I was attracted to her soul. I was, I was as well as I was attracted to her be- beautiful features. She's an extraordinary, beautiful woman. But point is, is that is that we really grew as friends. And I would say, find your best friend of the opposite sex and marry them. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. That's great. Well, um, after blessing people with those words of wisdom there, uh, which I appreciate, thank you, um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you, you came to be connected to us during the, you know, during the year of COVID and, and all of that, um, so, you know, talk a little bit about your, your church, uh, you know, down south of us here, um, talk about your ministry, who you are a little bit, and then, um, and then talk about how, you know, how you came to, you know, be connected with all of us and some of those details. Sure, sure. Thank you, Bryce. Thanks again for having me. Well, I, I pastor a church in North County, San Diego called Rise Church. It's actually a new church. It was a church plant. Uh, so, and it's just coming into its fourth year. And when I say church plant, it was literally a handful of people, uh, kind of a long story, who were stewards of a property, a large property, and praying for a pastor and, and believing in a future work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I grew up in Southern California, kind of going back really quick. Um, and Chuck Smith brought me on staff when I was 20. He's the kind of the pioneer pastor of Calvary Chapels. And of course, that's one of that's one of the connections I have with Pastor Rob McCoy and Godspeak, as I've known Pastor Rob uh, for so many years. In fact, we are like, um, you know, we're peers. We're the same age and things. But so we have that Calvary connection. Um, but as I said, this was a like a church plant, a, a new church, um, and I, I just initially was reluctant to step into it. To be frank with you, but through prayer, I just I, I was just convinced the, the Lord just just encouraged me, just that He would do a work, that He wanted availability, not ability, and and it's like you know I'm going to position you and I'm going to power you and gift you. Um, but I need you to step into it. So I need you to make yourself available. And man, I'm just so glad that I did. And our Father, our Heavenly Father, always knows best. So initially, I just, I really, I don't want to get off on this, but it just wasn't, just didn't want to come. I, 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 I was just concerned, to be frank with you. I was thinking, man, it's going to be tough. You know, church plants are not easy. Um, and but, you know, nothing's too hard for the Lord, of course. And I just I just needed a sense of calling. Long story short, COVID hit. So this church is just starting. COVID hit. And, you know, Bryce, as you well know, COVID by nature is such an accelerator. It, it revealed 
what is inside of us. It revealed belief and it revealed the trajectory of those beliefs. So if someone is moving the right directory, direction, as far as I'm concerned, I think COVID accelerated it and it revealed mm-hmm. it. If someone yeah. is like holding, you know, a, a, a let's say, you know, a, a, an atheistic view, you know, in the beginning, nothing, we are nothing, we're headed nowhere, a naturalistic worldview, it, it was revealed during COVID. Um, so, so like COVID, yeah, what ended up happening was, was it is, is it, you began to see in California men and women who are real fighters and, and followers of Jesus who believe in ecclesia, which is, of course, it translated church. It means assembly. And a non-assembly, assembling assembly is a contradiction in terms. So, I mean, you know, I, I started to look up north, you know, and I saw John MacArthur and Pastor Rob, you know, embodying Ecclesia. Now that's not that's just part of the narrative, but but to the whole story. But I mean, I saw that 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 was inspiring. That's what we were doing as well. And you know, Jack Hibbs and James Cadiz, and there's other other men that are yes. not mentioned in that, in that group, and, and women that are were really faithful. So, um, golly, I mean, what ended up happening is Bryce. We ended up inviting Charlie Kirk. Uh, to our church, and this was somewhat early on. Yeah, now when, your uh, even... ch- campus, because um, I, I feel like I can picture it. it it's uh, it, what's the freeway that bisects North County? Yeah, well, we're kind of in the corner of fifteen and um, the seventy-eight. 15 Would you have a view f- from from the freeway? No, like, you know, could, could that, you see it? No, no, that's. That's uh, that's probably you're probably thinking Pastor Jurgen's church. Well, yeah, which, no, I, I yeah, yeah. And, and I love him and and all that. Yeah. But I gosh, I, I feel like I can um, uh, see or or you know maybe years ago. Uh, how you said four years because my parents used to live um, you know down in in North County um, before, yeah. just up until recently. Um, but I, I feel like I can almost picture it or I've driven by it or something. But but anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I totally well, interrupted. Yeah, well, so and, and long story short, we just we invited Charlie out. I have to tell you, the main reason was because I wanted to sit down with someone and 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 raise the question: What does it look like to be a follower of Jesus in the context of our times? That, yeah. And I, I just thought, okay, I'm going to sit down with this young man. As far as I'm concerned, who's on the front lines of ideas, and ideas matter. Yeah. I, legislation ideas. matters. Ideas matter. I mean, ideas introduces you to to what faith is. You know. The, the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The, the culture of scripture is not a seeing culture. It's a hearing culture. We can't see God, but we can hear him. So now you're talking about something intangible, right? Immaterial. And um, so I wanted to sit down with Charlie. Man, it was packed. Um, you know, we had a, someone who, you know, a congressman there that ended up responding to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He was in the front row. But Really, it was like, okay, this is unique time. What does it look like to live out our faith? Um, and ideas matter. Obviously, politics matter. Legislation matters. And and I would say, just just if I could just encapsulate it, look, um, I think of humanity, Bryce, like uh, a broken body, like like a, like a body brought into an emergency room. If that was the case, there's a priority in how you're to respond. 
you, you, you want to make sure the brain is working properly in the heart and the internal organs. You might have a broken leg. It's important to correct it, of course, and get in a cask, but that's not the, the chief priority initially. You want to save the life. In a similar way, as followers of Jesus, the gospel is the power of God to salvation, first for the Jew and then the Gentile. Um, so our chief mission is to make Jesus known, to embody his life corporately. But in addition to that, you got, to, you got broken legs. You know, you, you, law, law kind of is like a cast that creates ba- a boundary that protects us or can straighten out something that is broken. So in, a, so in a similar way, not to get in the weeds of it, it's like we got to make Jesus known. At the same time, like we live in California, obviously, you know, you have you have lawlessness all over the place. But man, I cannot believe, Bryce, the breakdown that we are seeing. And law matters. Righteousness matters. In fact, Bryce, let me just build this out. If I quickly say Armageddon is 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 about the lawless one, the Antichrist, who attempts yeah. to replace the Lord God of Israel with the worship of man. And we're we're seeing those ideas definitely permeate and gain momentum today, increased lawlessness. So thanks for your patience here. My point is, is that COVID like brought out the priority of fresh, make Jesus known. At the same time, we as a church are to be the conscience to the state and Mm -hmm. we are to embody righteousness and law. That matters. Um, So, you know, just giving a little sense of like the COVID season and it was wonderful getting kind of reuniting with Pastor Rob and, um, and then, of you know, getting to getting to know you, Bryce, and others, um, the Lord. Hey, listen, the Lord used COVID in a big way, I think, to help awaken the church and strengthen the church. And um, uh, what a unique and, and, time in which we live. Yeah, yeah, and and also it 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 revealed a lot of people's hearts, both yeah. good and bad. It yeah. exposed, uh, you know, like church um, church attendance is is down post COVID, and it's down significantly. Um, it's not down in the churches that stood up. Right. Um, it's not down in the churches that were brave and courageous. But I think it also gave a lot of people an excuse to no longer attend, like they had had a habitual attendance, but they were, you know, lukewarm in their faith or not that interested or not really pressing in. It gave a lot of those folks, like it, it broke the habit. And in, in some respects, like, I, you know, I, I pray for their souls, but I love the clarifying that has yeah. gone on. Um, I, I love that. And, you yeah. know, we need to win those people back and we need to get them, you know, recommitted. And, and I think there's, you know, many people that, that never darkened the doors of a church that came during COVID because they knew something was wrong and they, and they, uh, they didn't want a weak Jesus or a weak picture of the church. And they saw that, oh, okay, you know, there are people out there that, that are standing and, and standing on principle and faith. And, and I know that with a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, work for our organization, um, you know, in the, you know, law enforcement and security capacity that, that were never interested in church, that it was, it was no problem for me to get volunteers of these guys to come and hear scripture and also provide security during those times, which was, I, I which was a wonderful that. thing. Yeah, I love that. I mean, think about this, Bryce, you know, you know, my friend Greg Laurie, there's a movie coming out, I think it's called the Jesus Revolution or something, or Jesus Movement or something. It's coming out soon. 
Um, but if we just go back to the ground floor of Christianity, Bryce, the, here's the reality. The reality is, is that the Lord called the apostles um, in the early church to do what? To be salt and light to their generation and to impact their generation. And in doing so, it's going to impact future generations, which has taken place. But my point is, is that there were not a more authoritative leadership than the apostles who witnessed what truth is. And they and they were called, I mean, I think of Paul, Paul like confronts and, and calls out the leadership of his day. It's like he's the leader in the room. I mean, bel- believers, pastors need to see a, the fact that we are called to be ambassadors of the king, right? It's yeah. like we're Americans yeah. and I'm grateful for our country, but we are at core, we are monarchists. We 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 believe in in the in the in the King, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming again. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I just think of Paul, man. I mean, he's before Herod Agrippa the second, and he's calling him to personal righteousness because he had actually seduced his wife. That's a long story. Backstory. He's he's writing to uh, to the church in Rome, and he's identifying the true Son of God. The conventional wisdom of the day was that the Son of God was actually the emperor. He has the chutzpah. I mean, you talk about confrontive, and you talk about speaking to power, calling for course correction. Hey, man, just read the first seven verses of Romans. It doesn't get more like, man, I'll tell you who the true Son of God is, and and you are accountable to him. And then he gives the authoritative diagnosis for the breakdown of man, Bryce, which is, the, the suppression of the truth that there's a God and the suppression of conscience, once that takes place, the mind doesn't operate correctly, which is uh, which is unfortunately what we're seeing today. We're seeing a crazy reprobate, which is, I know, such a weird term, right, reprobate, but it just means like a debased a mind yeah. that doesn't operate correct because you've suppressed ultimate reality of a God. It's as a well great as a word. God. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a, and, it's a great word. I'm, I, I want to bring some of these words back because we're running <laughs> out of words to describe the horrors of, our, of, of the breakdown of what's happening right now. Well, Bryce... That is so good you do. Because here's the thing, too. Because we may use that term or like reprobate. I'm just thinking of my, you know, my 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 eleven-year-old grandson, You're like, what is a reprobate? You know, but hey, you know what? We we need to learn the definition of what a reprobate yeah. is to be yeah, And and by the way, it. every new every new idea takes a little time getting used to. So there's nothing wrong with introduce reintroducing these terms. They take some time from the to sink in, but but they actually need to sink in. We need to take the lead on it. But um, 
Yeah, I, I'm just, look, Bryce, I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of many a great leaders. I think, thank God for your leadership in this podcast, Pastor Rob, obviously, and there's so many others that um, are embodying the faith, but not only that, in doing so, they're, they're actually boldly and courageously speaking truth in, in a context of significant breakdown. Yeah, yeah, amen. You know, speaking of that, and I'm sure there's some, um, you know, every day a new news story, a a new like major occurrence um, that's evi- you know evidential of this break uh, breakdown that's happening right now. Um, I, I I mean, it's hard to even keep up with. I've been calling it the velocity of atrocities um, because it seems wow. like it's continuing to pick up steam. Um, you, you can almost not keep up with it all. And what I think is, is that, uh, you know, the, uh, the occult, the enemy, um, you know, is, uh, is really the author of chaos and God is the God of order. And we are here on earth, you know, his stewards, and we're to be putting things to order. And we have been abdicating that responsibility as men, and I and I believe that you know men are the ones that are responsible for this, and we've been ignoring it. And you're seeing that lawlessness, and you're seeing that breakdown. You're seeing things naturally given to entropy or disorder, um, and and we're witnessing that on a daily basis. So it's uh, it's stunning. It is stunning, Bryce. And you know, can I bring a little context in? Actually. Please. So biblical context, which so is so relevant to the times in which we live, Bryce, and actually That's why you're, here. you're just making. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I know this may sound a little strange to someone hearing this for the first time, but just your patience. I'll, I'll make it I'll make it um, I'll just be as really concise. But, you know, Sunday begins Hanukkah and we know where Jesus was 2000 years ago. He was in Jerusalem celebrating Hanukkah, right? I mean, obviously, when we think Hanukkah, we think of a of a, of a winter holiday to to our precious Jewish friends, kind yeah. of an alternate to Christmas and stuff. But but bear with me. Hanukkah was actually a celebration of a response to radical defilement of a man by the name of Antiochus who came to Jerusalem and wanted to actually replace the worship of the Lord God of Israel, truth, with himself, and he like. And what did he do? He forced pork down the priest's throats. He, he made the temple chambers into a house of prostitution. He sacrificed pigs on the altar. He outlawed the scriptures um, punishable by death. And in fact, he, he actually is like, he said, look, if you circumcise any of your the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you're going to be put to death. You're going to be crucified, actually, and, you're, and you're, this is such graphic stuff. Sorry to say this, but your children will be hung by around your neck. Um and it, it's, it, it's, what's the point? The point is, is that this defilement that he brought, he, he brought to the, to the core identity of Israel, which was the temple, the place where the divine meets the earth, where they worship, where their minds are renewed, their, their identity as followers of the Lord God of Israel. And what we see today, uh, and, 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 which by the way, let me just say, that was not the only time the temple was defiled or destroyed the Babylonians. Then Jesus prophesied that there's going to be an abomination of desolation that will take place in Jerusalem one day in the temple. So it's like, you know, 
what we've seen on a micro level in history we're going to see on a macro level one day that's where the world is actually headed the 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 point i'm making is is that we see like we see antiochus if you will or hadrian or the spirit of the antichrist clearly walking the streets today in a big way you talk about how quick things are breaking down the temple what does it speak of well it speaks of ultimate reality truth god um uh it's it, and now what you have is then you have an attempt to replace god with of course man you have atheism on steroids you you, you mentioned how it's hard to keep up with all the breakdown i mean you know like a couple of years ago, I just I just jotted this down. Like the Oxford Dictionary identified the term post-truth, as you well know, kind of the new mm-hmm. word in 2016 or 15, I think. Well, this year, Cambridge Dictionary updated its definition of the word woman to include, quote, an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Like this accelerated breakdown that we see today, right? Um and what it what it should really cause every believer to 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 do is to awaken to our first priorities because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It it, mm-hmm. it brings out the importance of the church, which is called to be a counterculture to a culture that is breaking down. And yeah. God has us here for such a time. But listen. Antiochus, if you will, just to play off Hanukkah, he's here, and and he's and he's bringing radical defilement, and every man, I, I I see this, Bryce, I see men awakening, and I think partly because they're seeing, doggone it, man, there's an enemy, there's evil, yeah. evil exists, and it's like we got to step it up, we got to step it up in our own homes, talking about our daughters, and we pray for, we have a family altar, if you will, read the scriptures and pray. And uh, pray over, you know, pray with our precious wives and things, and be godly men starting in the home, including just calling all my brothers out there, man, be committed to a local ecclesia, be committed to a local church, and we have to step it up as men. Yeah, agreed. Um, and 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 that's where I think you know I have I have a lot of friends who you know well I'm spiritual you know yeah I believe in God yes I believe in Jesus even you know uh, I I was a Christian uh, you know I still am you know all this stuff but I just I don't want to go for this organized religion thing and all that stuff and and number one I would say look you need to be fellowshipping with other believers you know um, you know don't get hung up on the um, you know, Christians that bummed you out or the church that bummed you out in your youth, you know, reconnect and go and be a leader in that church. Go and be uh, someone that can shape it in the in the healthy way that it should be. Don't give up. Don't abdicate. Don't, you know, don't run away because, you know, you're your dad, you know, offended you, um, and you didn't see your parents living their Christianity uh, in the right way. You know, all of us are sinners. Knock it off, you know, straighten yourself out and do better, but be a part of a community, because in this time, you're going to need that community, and you're going to need it as, you know, the sufferings get more extreme, which I do believe, you know, there is both persecution and prosecution coming for us as believers, and I think it's going to, to you know, heat up in the coming years, and we need to be together on that. 
I agree with you 100%. I mean, you know, the Lord never said, follow those who say they follow me. He said, follow me, Amen. right? And uh, that, that's an important perspective. And, and needless to say, there's no perfect Christian and stuff. But look, there's a big battle to undermine one's relationship with the true and living God. I mean, the most important issue is who is Jesus and what he accomplished and what my response is to him. And um, and as I mentioned earlier, it's like, you know, he didn't say, okay, now, you know, follow those who follow me or say they follow me, but follow me. And, and, and if there was ever a time to like, really consider who Jesus is and what he accomplished. It is today. I, 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 my, my wonderful father, Bryce, uh, who I love so much. He's, he was the best man of my wedding. He's 92. And I recently had a conversation. He's not yet a believer, but I recently had a conversation with him asking him, dad, will you, will you reconsider? Will you relook at the person and work of Jesus? And he said he would. And um, and I'm glad for that. Amen. And I can yeah. imagine someone someone's listening, and you need to hear that. Okay, it's like okay, you may have had some some unique experience at church or those who have made profession of faith, but it's like just remember, it's like Jesus is calling you. You know, it's the one yeah. who never thought a bad thought towards anyone, who hung, bled, and gave himself on the cross, resurrected, ascended, and he's coming again. He loves you. He's reaching out to you. So really. Go, go back and think about who he is and what he accomplished and what he wants to do in your life at this time. Yeah, and um, and we who are believers need to get radical right now. Right. I believe that we need to uh, quit keeping our light under a bushel, you know, yeah. and that includes at work, that includes, uh, you know, wherever you are in the stream of life. I believe we need to be more forceful with our thoughts and I and you know we can do all that you know respectfully and you don't need to necessarily be a you know naturally a, a confrontational person to do this but we need to be more bold and I'm I'm grateful and this encourages me that it is the new uh, rebellious stream for the young people right now. You want to be rebellious in today's day and age. You want to yeah. go against the grain. Become a conservative Christian. You know, right. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, I'm so grateful for that because we're we're seeing the energy uh, in the in this young generation that's uh, that's you know forming and coming up right now. Um, but we all need to be doing that because. Um, you know, the left has owned us, they own all the institutions, they have systematically taken care, uh, taken over everything, um, and they're destroying it all uh, before our very eyes. And if we don't wake up now, we're, we're going to have nothing. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, that persecution and prosecution that I talked about. I mean, we will have nothing. And, yeah. and we won't be happy. <laughs> no, we won't. No, you know, sin, sin always leads to death. It always leads to um, death to dreams and inner life. Sin is no friend of anyone. When I say friend, I, I mean going outside of original design. You know, we we're talking about the law earlier that the law, you know, a, a, a creates boundaries that protect and bless us. And uh, sin is is falling short of original design or stepping over the line. Um, you know, it's 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 stepping over from righteousness to lawlessness. That's always self defeating. But but to your point about courage and coming out. Well, let me just say it this way. I mean, everything's coming out of the closet these days, Bryce. It's just time yeah. Christians do. And yeah. um, 
And I believe, Bryce, that the Lord is really good at building his church. Uh, it's like, you know, it's not being a follower of Jesus isn't merely something psychological, you know. Uh, it's not enough just to believe in God because the Bible says even Satan believes in God. I I, I was in Capernaum recently the, in, in the northern part of the Sea of Galilee. And, you know, one of the first interactions Jesus had in the synagogue in his public ministry was a man who was demon possessed and, and acknowledged him and identified him as the son of God. But obviously this guy wasn't right yet with the Lord. He ended up coming to know the Lord who was delivered. But the point is, it isn't enough just to believe in the existence of God, to acknowledge, you know, certain realities, but to embrace Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and to live it out. And I say it's an exciting time to to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I I think it's an exciting time. I I do too. Uh, um, I think it's an exciting time that we're living in just in general. Um, you know, we had uh, Dr. Peter McCullough um, here at the church last night speaking, and that was one wow. of the things that, that he uh, he commented on, and he talked about, um, you know, JFK uh, Jr. saying that his, um, his dad had talked about, you know, that you want to live in times that are um, you know, interesting and consequential and, and where there is a lot going on. Um, I have had discussions with folks recently that are, um, you know, concerned about bringing kids into the world and, you know, and, and having, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this, you know, wow, you know, things are so destructive. Well, look, we brought kids into the world during prosperous times, during the height of our prosperity, and look at them now. Look at yeah. what has happened to our culture now. We need these hard times to create these hard people, and by that I mean good people, hardy people, you know, people that, that can stand on their values and principles and have integrity, and, and those get built in fires, they get, you know, they get built and honed under pressure, and us being so prosperous has been, I think, the worst thing in, you know, some regards that ever happened to what our founding fathers created here. Yeah, that well said, Bryce. Look, I'm, I'm just thinking of the ground floor of the Jesus Revolution. I mentioned this earlier, but just real quick, I mean, going back to the first followers of Jesus and what informed their thinking, because... I really believe, Bryce, often the way forward is the way back. So if we go back to how Peter, James, and John, and Joanna, and Mary, and stuff, how they were thinking, it was the antithesis of consumerism. So in other words, it's yeah. like consumerism is the idea is like, I'm in it so long it's meeting my expectation, right? You know, Jesus said, what would a prophet of man if he gains the whole world will lose his soul? But the, the ascension, when Jesus ascended, just real quick, like 40 days after after he had resurrected, he ascended to heaven. It's one of the most, I think, um, overlooked realities of the person work of Jesus. But the point is that the the followers of Jesus, our, our brothers, the apostles, went from the Mount of Olives to the upper hill in Jerusalem. Obviously, staunch monotheists, the Lord of God is Lord is one. They are convinced Jesus is the Son of God, God the Son. And um, they had... They had what I believe is a similar vision that Isaiah had. They they knew Jesus was at the right hand of the Father, poised to return. They believed he's the Davidic king. So they saw ultimate reality. And now they're in Jerusalem, and they're just basically saying, here I am, use me. 
Or in other words, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the next step and do what is right because it is right. And that's where we need to be. It's like, the, so in other words, we need to be courageous. We need to love because it's right. We need to speak truth because it's right. We need to live pure lives because it's right. Whether there's measurable results or not, Amen. Um, we're not consumers. We don't see God as a means to an end, like some big butler up there. I mean, that's Jude, That's the thinking of Judas, Bryce. Judas, as far as, I can't totally get into his mind, and I'm not interested in getting his mind, but it seems to me that Judas was following Jesus, saw him as a means to an end, you know, yeah. believe he's the Messiah, but it's like, okay, dude, like, I'd love to sit in one of the chief spots in this kingdom materializing. So when Jesus starts talking about love and giving his life and inaugurating the new covenant that's going to bring forgiveness and transformation from the inside out, he's like, I'm out of here. Look, I'm going to admit something. I'm a terrible gift giver, but not this year, because my friends at Good Ranchers are making it easy to give the gift of meat. This is actually a great idea. In fact, a hard economic year for most has caused essential gifts to be more needed and wanted than ever. Fortunately, you can easily give the most essential gift of all this year, delicious meat. Good Ranchers has gift boxes and gift cards so that you can give America's best meat and seafood this Christmas. With discounts on orders of five boxes or more, you can save on gifts for the whole family or your business. When you give someone a box of Good Ranchers, you're gifting them more than the best meat they've ever had. You're giving a true steakhouse experience. With 100% American, USDA Prime, and upper choice cuts of beef, chicken, and seafood, you're sure to beat out the new socks and re-gifted candles for the best gift of the year. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use code LIBERTY at checkout for $35 off your delicious gift of meat. If you know someone that likes meat, then you know someone who will love Good Ranchers. Your gift goes further with them because they take the premium price out of premium meats. Go to GoodRanchers.com and find the perfect box for you or a loved one in their curated selection of hand-trimmed meat and seafood. Give the best meat in America, support local U.S. farms, and get $35 off your essential gift with my code LIBERTY today. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Um, so, look, my, I just want to say what you, any, anybody, everybody hear my voice, what you do for the Lord will last forever. Love lasts. Um, there's some things that last forever. That's, you know, the love of God and what we do for the Lord, the word of God. Um, the people of God, and this is the time that we need to get this right. We need to be like our brothers and sisters of old, see what ultimate reality is, and then like Peter, hey, I'm going to obey God, not, you know, not my, I'm going to live for an audience of one, not be concerned about what man thinks about me, what God thinks about, and do do what is right because it is right. And that's what I believe is taking place in our generation. He's raising up men who are thinking in such terms. It's like game on, dude. And whether my actions see measurable results or not, God always sees faithfulness and rewards faithfulness, and we do what is right because it is right to his glory. Yeah, amen. And to to add to that, what you're saying is, uh, where I began this is, um, and, and get busy, people, and make some babies. Yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's be fruitful and multiply, you know, in yeah, these yeah, times, yeah, yeah. because we need people. Yeah, that's right. There you go. 
Hey, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I never, I never thought I, I would be so tempted to have a conversation with my second-born son. Both my sons are married and, and having children, but um, I was just talking to a pastor friend about this. Hey, just remember the first commandment, be fruitful and multiply, right? That's right. It's always nice to be coming from the grandfather perspective on this, right? Keep giving yeah, us yeah. those grandkids. And, and like when you, and like when you, uh, get married as a young man, and you determine that that's the path that you're going to do. And, and I'm speaking men t- here specifically because I think that they need to be spoken to. Um, you know, I think men have abdicated so much in our culture, and, and that's a lot of the reason for our ills. And so, you know, it's an ongoing theme of this show. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm calling them out a little bit, but just like when you get married, you will figure out a way. When you have babies, you will figure out a way. And so for those couples that are a little bit frightened and hanging back and saying, oh, well, you know, we're not quite ready. We're going to get our financial house in order or any of those sort of things. No, do it. Make it happen. You will rise to the occasion. You will get your financial house in order. Because we need Christians on this earth, you know, raise these kids up um, correctly and uh, and with intention. And, uh, and hey, let's uh, Bryce, let's do it. Amen to that, Bryce. And listen, can I ask you? You know, when we were first married, I mean, I look back. It's like you got to earn a little bit of your stripes. It's not like I don't think I could to- have totally. I had a job and uh, newly married, but it's but it was not easy. You know, you're just you're just kind of making it month to month, but um, there's nothing more wonderful than a family. I'll just tell you that. I mean, yeah, and, and, and also struggling together, you know, I mean, this is, this I think is lost right now. You know, the, the world lies to, to, you know, young men and women in multiple different ways. Um, you know, they, they lie to women saying that they can have it all and they can sacrifice the most uh, fruitful, um, uh, years of their life, uh, you know, in a career, and then, you know, maybe have kids later, maybe not kind of a thing. And then by the time that they really realize that, oh, no, you know, I want to have children, you know, then, then um, you know, their virility and all of that stuff sometimes is lost. And, and I've talked to many devastated women, and I've had a whole show about it where I've talked to, you know, women who have been lied to. But, but the couples get lied to, that you know you you have to be in a you know certain financial condition before you have children. The reality is is that struggling together. I mean, you know, uh, my wife was was working when we were uh, you know first married, and when we had our first child, you know, she she was working kind of part time, and Grandma was helping. Um, but then we made the determination when she got pregnant the second time that you know I was going to do whatever it took. To make it happen, and um, and I was going to rise to the occasion, and it wasn't easy, um, but but we made it work, and we figured it out. Now, I can hear the young people right now saying, "Yeah, but Bryce, it was so much easier than house prices, you know, yada yada yada." I get it, but there were other times in which it was much much tougher. So don't use that as an excuse. I mean, there throughout all of history. You know, there's been times where people have been under worse conditions. So, you know, I, I trust that the Lord will provide, and you will figure it out, and, and there will be nothing more rewarding than you and your bride struggling through it together and building a life together. Well, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I agree with you 100%. If I, I Look, I long story short, I was like j- just turning 22 when we got married, the Lord blessed us soon after we got married with our firstborn son. 
Um, gosh, for one thing, if I had to do it all over again, if I knew my precious wife, Stephanie, I would have married her even earlier and uh, would have had kids even earlier. So, um, man, there's nothing more wonderful. I mean, thank God, you know, precious bride and uh, being able to have a family. Um, so I, I just encourage all my brothers out there and start thinking about it. You know, I, um, you know, my second born son, Pete, just real quick. I mean, he was he was thinking about having his uh, having children and getting married. Um, and I was trying to plant some seeds, to be frank with you, like 13, 14, just thinking ahead uh, to, rather than like, OK, I want to graduate college. I mean, that's fine. But it's like, no, man, I, one day I'm going to be a husband. One day I'm going to be a father. And um, I think I think dads and grandparents uh, and grandfathers can play a role in this, Bryce. You know, we we need to celebrate our spouses. We need to celebrate our children and help our children and our grandchildren say, man, look at look at, you know, look at Gramps, man. He loves grandma and he loves his family. And, um, you know, one of great one of God's great blessings. But men need to embody that value and that affection. I think that's critical in training the next generation. I could not agree more. So, yeah. you know, I know there's other things that are, you know, bubbling up right now. Um, have you been paying attention to the Twitter files, you know, every day, you know, more things are coming out that confirm what we all knew, which was that conservatives have been being artificially suppressed in our viewpoints and censored in our viewpoints in favor of the left. Um, and, and it's looking very clear that, you know, they affected the outcome of the election as a result of suppressing things and censoring things. Um, what are your thoughts on, on any of that? Yeah. You know, my thoughts are Bryce is that those who were pulling the trigger on that, you know, I, um, I was just talking to my, my precious wife about this this morning. Some of those who were making those decisions at Twitter clearly, um, have specific worldviews and, um, and they're not believers. And they, um, they, I, I, I just, I, I think of, I think of a little bit of what we were talking about earlier and that COVID has, has revealed a belief and has revealed the trajectory of those beliefs has brought it out. Um, and, and we were talking also about how I, obviously ideas matter, right? These, these intangible immaterial realities, what we call ideas that carry meaning. Um, and there's a fight for it. I think there's a spiritual warfare that's taking place. When I say spiritual, it's, yeah, like there's angelic realities, unseen personalities, but I'm also talking about the fight for ideas themselves. So, I mean, it doesn't, su- doesn't surprise me. And, um, but I think there's an opportunity here, Bryce, and that is for us as believers seriously to step it up with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, because the truth of the matter is, is there is there's not going to be any peace in this world, uh, shalom, righteousness, wholeness, without the Prince of Peace, without being in right relation with God. And that's not the case. When that's not the case, it's going to be impossible to have right relationship with our fellow man. Yeah. So, yeah. um yeah, to be a little broad there and answering your question, those are some of the things I that I think of. I there's a battle for ideas, isn't there? And um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I, I think I think there is. You know, another thing that's that's been occurring to me over the last couple of days, um, and and I think that this might be a true turning point for us. Uh, and I and I say that uh, with great hope, but 
there is a demonic spirit that was animating those censors. And I'll, and I'll say it because of this. Um, the chief censor, um, Yoel Roth, um, you know, was clearly a deviant. And I, and I say that not, not because he was gay, um, although he was, but because he was a deviant. And you saw that in many of his historical tweets that they're uncovering some of his blog posts that they're uncovering. Is it any wonder that Twitter was proliferating child pornography, child trafficking, and other things that they were pretending it was impossible or, or a big challenge to get off of their site? And, uh, you know, people like Eliza Blue, who's a uh, human trafficking and child sex trafficking advocate uh, or a advocate against that how do you say that um she was uh, she was in great opposition to that and and out there advocating for the removal and the protection of all these things and it wasn't until elon musk came in and fired a lot of these people that actually cleaned most of that up so the people that are monitoring that like her the uh, hashtags and some of the things that would bring that stuff up now are no longer in operation, and much of that has been cleansed. So it is so surprising to me. Um, well, I, I, I shouldn't even use that word. It is not surprising to me is what I really should say, um, that that there it was so much demonic influence behind the censoring and the things that were going on uh, at Twitter. Well, Bryce, thank you for that, because that's all what I really wanted to say, but I didn't say it though, as clearly as you just did. That's what I believe. So there you go. I, 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 I actually 100% believe that. And I just want to say, you know, going back to Romans 1, Bryce, the authoritative diagnosis for the breakdown of man. I mean, just hear this. You suppress the reality of Almighty God, and you suppress conscience, which accuses or excuses your actions, and it gets dark really quick. It yes. gets dark really quick. And I and I think that what what we saw with Twitter and and this in these individuals who are making these decisions is just a symptom of that. Uh, but I just remind everyone, look, Jesus was born in, in a context where uh, you know Caesar Augustus was was seen as the son of divine. So he's, he was born in a, a very dark time. Uh, I think 17 out of, you know, 17 New Testament books that were written were written when Nero was the emperor who had been married twice, both to men. One time he was a, he was the bride, the other time he was the groom. Um, my point I'm trying to make is uh, there's, there's nothing more powerful than truth and the light and it dispels darkness. So um, we providentially are, are living in a time in which we live and it's may, may God afresh empowers by the Holy Spirit to make Jesus known, to embody righteousness. And I just want to say the law, law is critical. Again, righteous boundaries to protect and bless our life. Because Bryce, the Bible says in, in Isaiah 2, the law will come forth from Zion's this big idea, beautiful, during the reign of Jesus. But the law, like what is the law? The law is Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you reject that there's a first mover of all things, the uncreated one, again, it gets dark quick. The law is that God made male and female to make three. 
God is triune in nature. The family is triune in nature. You reject the law. You're rejecting Genesis 1, 1. You're rejecting Genesis 1, I think, uh, I think 23, maybe. Okay, you're, it's like, so the law isn't just the Mosaic law. The law is God's righteous standards, including God's call upon Israel that in and through Israel, the entire world would be blessed in the Messiah of Israel, who's the Davidic king, who's the savior of the world. Amen, amen. Well, listen, that's a, that's a wonderful way to close out the show. And, uh, brother, I appreciate having you on. And uh, I, I got to get my, my family to take a trek down to um, see you preach uh, in your native environment down there. And, uh, and, and we'll, have to, we'll have to get together. Um, how All do right, people so follow you? Thank you very much. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. How do people follow you? How do they download your sermons? What's the, what's the best way for, uh, for everybody to track you? Oh, you're so kind, Bryce. Well, risesendmarcos.com is, is our website. And, um, and yeah, and so on social media, I have a little Instagram thing. I'd love for you to follow us. It's actually called The Context Movement. The Context Movement. And uh, we have a little website on that as well that I, that I think I think there's some tools there that will be a blessing to the people. So Rise and Marcos for the Context Movement on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you, brother. Love you dearly, and I appreciate you spending this time with me. God bless you, Bryce. Love you. Love your family. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.